Welcome back to another episode with me, Rosalia Lazaratilli, your host for The Money Honey. And I often get this question about like what gets you out of bed in the morning, like what motivates you, what actually springs you into action, right? How do you just keep going? And I think people ask me that question because they follow it up with, you know, you, you, you're self-employed, you work for yourself. How do you, how does that come easy to you to actually get yourself out of bed um because I think people find it easier to potentially get out of bed when they have people to answer to you know they've got a team or they're a leader they're a manager so they need to show up for that team and I actually sometimes thought that that was the harder version than what I'm doing I think it's much harder in my opinion to manage such a bit I mean I've got people in my team but they're all freelance you know they're they all do they all know the rollout they know, they know what they need to do but sometimes in a in a corporation you just think is it all on me and today's money honey that I've brought on the show yet again I am bringing you leader after leader after leader and maybe if they're not even in the leadership position in a uh, leadership role uh, they're still playing a huge part in either the property finance or construction space um, and guess what she's a female and another female, another money honey in the finance space. Again, another industry that is often looked at as a, you know, industry dominated by males. But this show is here to prove that there is there is so much talent, so many women in this industry who perhaps are quietly successful in the background. You know, they're probably not on the at the forefront. They're not on the stages. They're not screaming and shouting about their successes but I think they deserve it which is why I've created this podcast to bring them all together and to show anyone from the outside or even people within the industry listening in that this is possible for you too. So today my money honey for the day is the head of operations at Alica Bank. Her name is Emily Johnson and she says she never gets bored in this industry. Her team really get her out of bed in the morning after 20 years in banking she's worked with so many different people you know from relationship management to credit program management operations and Emily brings it down to leadership that's what gets things done that's what gets her out of bed that's what drives her and then we're going to also dive into which I'm really curious to Again, it's a hot topic on this podcast that we get quite a lot. She's um, a big sponsor for diversity. So this is going to be a very interesting conversation. You might also hear a couple of Labradors in the background jumping in on the podcast at some point. But we love that. We love the kids. We love the postman that knocks on the door and delivers stuff in the middle of your podcast. We love that. We love we love tech that goes wrong. We love a power cut in the middle of a podcast. Don't we just love it? So uh, Emily, are you with me? Come in. I am, and firstly, please call me Em. Emily is my Sunday name. Um, I'm known to sometimes shake a little bit if people call me Emily in a meeting and make me think I've done something wrong. On occasion, some of my stakeholders who know that deliberately call me Emily <laughs> to unseat me, but I'll forgive them. <laughs> nice to meet you. Lovely to be here. Okay, so M, 
my friend M. My friend M now, I've got meeting her for the first time. So M, I need an intro just as much as the listener. I mean, I've got your bio, but please um, give us an intro. What do you do and, and, and who are you? Very happy to. So I guess when I fill out a form, I say I'm a banker, but I don't really feel very much like a banker. I'm certainly probably not the conventional type. Um, like many people who work in banks, I didn't grow up aged three thinking what I really, really want is to run a bank. And maybe Mary Poppins put me off a little bit, um, but 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 kind of left left university and thought, what do I want to do? Um, I like questioning things. I like communicating. I like debating points, um, and kind of fell into to the industry, I guess that way. Um, I'm probably as a generation that grew up when Dragons Den first started. Um, so used to watch Dragons Den on the TV and sometimes business banking, which is what I specialize in. Um, when it's at its coolest, you feel a little bit like you're in Dragons Den. Um, when it's at its worst, you sometimes feel like you you are the dragon or you're being eaten by one. Um, but 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 as you said in your intro, um, I guess I've done lots of different things within within banking. Um, originally started learning about how to lend money. Um, did some customer facing roles for a while. Um, but always was slightly besotted with the idea of running teams. And to, to your intro and what gets you up in the morning, for me, it's absolutely people. Um, and my teams will all say that I've got quite a people-centric style. Um, I'll always say to all of them, if they don't want to get up and come to work in the morning, I've failed. And I take that quite seriously. Um, so I was very passionate about getting into leadership roles, which I've done, done through change uh, and latterly in operations. Um, operations is pretty cool because it's got lots of change in it. Um, operations for people who aren't really familiar with banking. It's the stuff that gets products out the door. Um, so be that um, at Alica, we've got savings products, lending products, et cetera, but also then looks after customers once we've got them um, as part as part of our organization and our customer base. Um, so lots of different lots of different things that happen, obviously in a fast-paced industry and in a growing, growing company as we are, um, lots of opportunity to make things better, fix things, um, so, so again, suits my personality of uh, not liking to be bored. Yeah, there's definitely no time to be bored in uh, financial services, is there? We are certainly kept on our toes uh, on that front. <laughs> but I really like your uh, determination. You said, you know, if people don't feel like getting out of bed in the morning and coming into work with a buzz, I failed. Why do you take that responsibility upon yourself, and and how do you handle that that sort of pressure and that, yeah, that responsibility that you have? So I think there's quite an interesting generational point, right? I I came up into the industry, and um, just I guess before the financial crisis, um, I I kind of grew up when when banks were successful places and lauded all over. You know, I grew up at RBS under the era of Fred Good Goodwin. Um, um, but I was never senior enough to be one of the people who got, who got bonuses. Um, and then by the time I was kind of hitting the more senior parts of my career, the industry obviously had hit, hit the global financial crisis and had to deal with quite a lot of difficult things. Um, particularly, you know, being, being at RBS and, and that's well documented and well known. Um, and I think, yeah, it, it's kind of just made me watch how my age group have operated in this industry because, I mean, I'm, I'm 40 now, um, but a lot of the kind of sort of, 
I guess, baby boomer generation of, of bankers are in a very different space in terms of, you know, it was a career for life. You would, you know, all the kind of prestige that came with that. And I've watched a lot of them retire, quite frankly. At the same time, we've had probably fewer people being attracted to the industry and um, certainly the traditional parts of it because banking's had a bad rep, right? Um, I've been thrown out of taxis for telling the taxi driver I was I worked for a bank. <laughs> um, so, so I think I see it as quite an interesting challenge to go, you know what? Most people have a bank account. A lot of people have a mortgage. Um, and, and you kind of can't, I don't think anybody can go, banks are all awful. I'm not going to have anything to do with it, right? I think we should be encouraging people to want to come and work in the industry, to understand the value that the industry gives society. And, and particularly uh, in, in my space, supporting business is a really important thing, particularly uh, at the moment when also we've got kind of economic woes left, right and centre. Um, and, and for me, I want people to want to come and work for, for banks. I particularly want good people to come and work for Alica. I particularly want good people to come and work for me because uh, that makes my life easier and it means I enjoy getting up in the morning. Um, so, so, you know, I think, I think for me, it's, it's, it's a kind of generational point around not just coming and doing a job. Um, you know, my, my role and what I do is very tied up for me in purpose, organizational purpose in terms of what we do, but also quite frankly, I want people to enjoy what they do. It's not just a job. You should enjoy what you do. If you're going to be your best, you need to enjoy what you do. Um, and, and that, that runs quite a long way through, through everything about how I operate. No, M, 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 everyone, M. Um, what does a good person look like then? You keep saying, you know, I'm looking for a good person. I'm, um, you know, I want good people to work here. What does one look like? I mean, you know, listen, it completely depends on your role um, and the organisation you're, you're in. Um, and I guess when I do coaching and stuff, I'd always kind of encourage people to think about who they are and not necessarily... There's no perfect, perfect thing. If you've got a job that involves being in lots of detail, you don't need to be a mad extrovert like me, right? Um, but so I think, but I think in 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 my space in operations, um, it's very much a people gig. So um, the ability to kind of be calm, to get on with people, to work through things in kind of plain English um, sometimes, to cut through complexity, to be positive about fixing a problem. Um, some of those kind of soft skills that are really key in operations. Um, I think um, obviously more broadly in the industry, being customer centric is incredibly important. Um, and, and, you know, people need to really be, have a passion for customers, particularly if they work in, in my space. Um, and I think, I guess, talking specifically about Alica, and I know this is true for a lot of other challenges, real drive, real drive. You know, you've got to really want to, make a difference and you've got to be somebody who can take pride in making a difference and on the dark days the, the rain is pouring above my head <laughs> I've been working since quite early this morning um you know you've got to go do you know what what I'm doing is really making a difference um and that's got to give you the energy to keep going so so I think specifically for, for my space those are the sorts of things are key um but you know there's no one size fits all certainly and what, when you say you're making a difference, tangibly, what does that actually look like? How do you know, at the end of the day, I'm truly satisfied, I've made a difference? How do you measure that? Well, I think actually in a high growth company, it's it's quite easy. You see your customer numbers going up. You see your customer satisfaction scores coming in. 
You see your staff satisfaction scores being good. You see delivering new products that you didn't have before. You see introducing technology that halves the time it might have taken to do something. Um, so there's quite a lot of quite tangible things. Um, but the key, the key in leadership for me is to keep playing it back because particularly in a fast-paced organization, it can be quite hard to get onto the next thing, right? And I guess in banks as well, we are in the business of risk. So things go wrong. That's kind of fine. That's the model. Um, but, you know, you have to try and get the balance between worrying about things. And, you know, in ops, I always say we, we, we hire a lot of highly anxious people. And that's great because they keep people safe. They keep customers safe. <laughs> they spot things that someone else might not have spotted. We're not always the coolest part of the bank. <laughs> um, but we have a lot of fun, right? So I think trying to get that balance between um, driving to make things better fixing things that aren't working, trying to manage risk, um, but kind of being proud of what of what you're doing, right? And being proud of how your role fits into a bigger picture of, of what an organization is trying to achieve and quite frankly, what an industry is trying to achieve. When did you know um, that you had this natural, or maybe it's not natural, I'm, I'm, it comes across very natural, but when did you know you had this innate ability uh, and instinct to be a leader? It's an interesting one. So um, one of my favorite phrases is uh, leadership is, is not a job title. Um, it's influence, right? You're not, you can have the biggest leadership job title in the world, but if nobody follows you, you don't get very far. Um, and I think, I think as I kind of built up my confidence of Knowing how to communicate, being good with people probably came innately, but but being con confident with my subject matter, I sort of started to realise that I had followers, even if they were, even if they they didn't work for me, right? Um, but actually, trying to get that first leadership kind of gig is still quite hard. Um, you know, I've got I've got a lot of young aspiring leaders in in my team. Obviously, we we're kind of in the fintech space, so there's a lot of kind of young young and often female tech talent coming through which is really awesome and a lot of them are waiting to get their first that first opportunity to really prove themselves um and i think what i always say is don't worry too much about the job title just just build followership build influence learn about it learn what you do with it learn what not to do with it um and and you know that 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 will get you that will get you on the way what's the difference and is there a difference in your opinion between management and leadership huge um management for me is day-to-day -day tasks making sure stuff gets done really really important um but leadership for me is much more about inspiration right um you need a bit of both um everybody has to move around the jungle gym of different behaviors as when they need to um but but I suppose I, I've always been interested in management, but I've always been passionate about leadership. And I think that's quite an interesting distinction people have to take when they're looking at their career options, because I think to really be a leader, you've got to really want to inspire people and you've got to set aside time to, to do it, to think about how you're doing it, to think about having a kind of plan to, to make sure that the, the kind of aura around you is creating that, that influence at a big scale, because particularly the more senior you get, the the influence you can have on others who then influence other people themselves, that's when you really get the, the huge wins or indeed the huge challenges, right? I think sometimes, you you know, we've all seen bad 
top leadership behaviors that can become toxic through an organization. And, you know, you don't want that to happen, but the opposite is true, right? You know, I'm quite into little things that just, you know, picking up the phone to someone, if I've heard they've done a good job on something, um, you know, I'm known for our, <laughs> our colors at Alica are blue and orange, uh, which is the, the colors of the Jaffa cake. Um, I live quite near a McVitie's factory in Manchester. So the team know that whenever I'm particularly happy with them, I'll march into the office with lots of Jaffa cakes. And you know what? I think the little things sometimes, if if other leaders or other team members see you doing that, they think, you know what? It doesn't have to be a promotion, a bonus. Sometimes somebody who's giving you a couple of Jaffa cakes when you're feeling a bit glad can make a real difference, right? <laughs> oh, I love that. And what a great thing about branding. Like, I love the fact that you mentioned the, the brand colours of Alaka Bank, um, you know, the, the blue and orange and how you found just a little tiny symbolism and little tiny um, just appreciation with that Jaffa cake is so special. Like, I love giving um, something similar that I do when I um, do filming days with my clients and we film a lot of content in one day, right? I'm speaking a lot. They're speaking a lot. Um, I always have like these honey and lemon sweets, um, like cough sweets and, you know, so that, you know, you can lubricate your your throat and uh, you can keep going. Um, you know, I give people some honey tea or, you know, just something that is, you know, nurturing. So I totally love this Jaffa cake story. I absolutely love that. Um, sued by McVitie's now. <laughs> oh, or you might get sponsored. You might get a ton of free Jaffa cakes. McVitie's, if you are listening this is how much Alaka Bank love your product and you need to get a co-branding uh, kind of sponsorship deal there. That is beautiful. I love that. Um, so I also just want to touch on um, something that you flagged up to me that is really, really important to you. Um, diversity and inclusion. Such a buzzword right now. Lots of people displaying it in their handbook saying we do it but how do you actually do it like come on em like level with me here how do you actually do it properly well you've got to put your your, your money where your mouth is you've got to walk the talk that's the that's the basics right um you know again i've been in this industry long enough that i was often as a young manager i would be the only woman out of 10 men as as managers um i would go to conferences and again that would be a similar ratio um I used to often joke when I was uh, when I was in corporate when I was a corporate relationship director that all my customers were men. Many run businesses, corporate businesses in the northwest. Typically, the CEOs and finance directors were men. I mean, I used to joke with my friends that the only reason I could do the job was because I I liked sport. I love sport, <laughs> and I liked drinking a lot of beer. Right, and actually, um, it was kind of funny, but also not funny. <laughs> um, and and it's been fascinating over the years that things have got a lot better, right? And I think one of the cool things about working for a newer business is you've got the opportunity. You really can make a difference by who you hire. So I think hiring is is the number one critical thing. Um, and I think actually if you really prioritize diversity, it's quite easy to end up with a diverse organization. We've got a really diverse organization, which I absolutely love. It's the most diverse place I've, I've ever worked. Um, and, you know, in fact, I think we won an award for that last night. So, um, so no, um, you've got, Woo! yeah, you've got to, you've got to not just say we're doing this. It's not just about, you know, a LinkedIn post a few times a year. It's about going, right, here are our data points. This is what we do. Here are the women or minorities or whatever 
that we're celebrating. Um, but I think the key as well is that when you work for a really diverse organization, you just see the benefits of it. I think I felt like, you know, when 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 this was probably less appreciated as a, as a concept, you're always fighting to prove to people that diversity was inherently good for business. Um, I think when you've got a diverse team and you see it's inherently good for business, it becomes quite obvious to you that you need to encourage that. Um, you know, I love sitting in meetings with people who come from completely different backgrounds to me. You know, we have a lot of techies. I am not a techie. Um, you know, we have a lot of people who worked in different industries, people who come from different countries, worked in different organizations. And the kind of wealth of discussion, of brainstorming, of contribution that people make is what gives you that that competitive edge. And when you want to be growing as fast as we are and making a difference and, you know, getting getting things right faster um then it really becomes quite self-fulfilling to be honest yes you've got to have the values at the very core you've got to have those those values and then everything will happen because you'll make choices and you'll do things based on those values if you just put we are a diverse business in your handbook and do nothing with it um nothing will happen but yeah, I often I've, I've heard that um, there's this statistic and hopefully I remember it correctly, that 82% of diverse teams make better decisions and have better outcomes because there's more diversity, there's more opinions, there's more, you know, like you say, the wealth of knowledge, experience, the diversity of cultures that really does play its part. Um, and well done on your award. Um, just because this is going out at a different time to the time in which you won the award, um, tell us, uh, anyone listening on the show, what? because um, there's quite a few events going on at the moment. So which event was it and what did you guys win? I think it was, let me just double check, I think it was the BNC Awards. Um, oh, yeah, so the Brigida Conversion. We were highly commended, I think. Ah, yes. Brilliant. Good, good, good. Highly commended specifically for Diversity and Inclusion Campaign of the Year. Um, and you know what? It, I think what I'm proudest about is that, right, is we're quite a small organisation. Um, we're probably not even 400 people yet. We don't have a paid diversity and inclusion role team or a whacking rate budget, um, but we have just got people who really, really care about it. So a lot of the stuff that we do internally on on DNI or, or DNB as we call it um, is just people going, do you know what? What can I do that's really easy? That's really simple. We have colleagues hosting sessions to talk about their lives, their experiences. Um, we have kind of internal debates and breakout rooms around some of this stuff um, and, you know, really kind of do some quite challenging stuff. Um, I mean, we had one um, recently over Pride about, um, you know, the crossover between uh, LGBTQ and coming from a faith community, for example. Um, and that's not an easy topic. <laughs> I've been involved in this stuff for a long time. That's not an easy topic. We had a really good conversation about it um, and it's free. So I think what I'm proudest about for for Alakith and for doing so well on that is that we haven't we've done it because we've really wanted to do it. For me, it's that authenticity. We've done it. You know, we have huge participation on all of this stuff because people really care and because again, we are a diverse organisation, so everyone gets it. And um, but also we prioritise it, even though there are 101 other things to prioritise in a fast-moving organisation and not a lot of spare calories. But again, it's that. We do it because it's the right thing to do and we know we get benefit. Beautiful. Well done, Alaka Bank. That is a fantastic diversity. There you have it. If you're listening, thinking, 
I can't see diversity in financial services. I mean, we're still stuck about talking about the men and the women. Like this podcast is old fashioned, guys. I've only just started it and it's already out of date. We should we shouldn't be talking about the men and women, right? We're I, I want to bring more diversity to this show. And um I've I've had representatives of the LGBTQ plus community, but they didn't go but I'm not gonna mention who it is, but they didn't didn't go bold with it, right? And I think we're still really cautious, even those who, you know, if you if you identify as uh, as as gay and in, in this industry, you might not actually be an advocate yourself for yourself. Like there's people that are not speaking up about it. And I notice it in things like when you go to an event, what does the host say on stage? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Who are they talking to in the room? They, they're, you know, even just that subtle welcome, ladies and gentlemen, you're ignoring maybe the naught, naught, naught point one percent of people in the room. So it's just little things like that that we need to we, it's not little, it's a big thing. Everyone loves to be called out by their name and our pronouns and we love to be recognised and, and uh, identified as who we are. So if anyone's, obviously people listening to this, think about it, reflect in your business. If you're a bank, a broker, if you're a client or whoever you are, a solicitor, think about how are you using language every single day? Just that tiny, you don't need to write it in your handbook. This is just something you can do every single day that just helps you to be more diverse. And, in, and engages more than just the men and the women in the room. So, outside of the, all this, um, M, what do you do in your... Is this your Labrador saying hello? Everyone, for anyone who's only listening on audio, I'm just watching a gorgeous, gorgeous dog right now across the screen. There's, oh, hello, he's putting his paw up. Is it he or she or what's, what's the dog's name? Jack, he's two. Hey, Jack, he's literally shaking and oh, hand. Yeah, some smart threads on for you. <laughs> has, he got, has he got a jumper on? Yeah. <laughs> that is the cutest thing. Sorry for anyone. I'm just going to describe some visual cues uh, for those who are not watching on video. But yeah, there's a black Labrador with a white spotty jumper from what I can see. Or tartan <laughs> jumper. It's so cute. Um, but yeah, really briefly before we, we wrap up, um, just wanted to get to know a little bit about M outside of work, right? Because your job is not who you are. That's just what you do. But I can already sense who you are as a person through your job. So what, what, what do you get involved in? What, what, what do you use your time to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, as a kind of grade A extrovert, I'm very much a people person. Um, so um, again, I always say I'm I'm my personality type is Labrador. Um, I <laughs> I like to be out and about. I'm I'm bounding and excitable. I like exploring stuff. Um, I like travel. Obviously, having a couple of dogs, we do quite a lot of exploring around the UK. Living in the northwest of England, there's loads of amazing places you can drive around here. Um, so yeah, um, lots of kind of exploring the world. Um, eating, drinking, and company. I always say is my my purpose. Um, so yeah, work hard, play hard in that regard. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I think everyone that's been on the show, maybe I just attract all the foodies, but we're all saying the same, like in our spare time, we just eat like that's literally all we enjoy doing. I'm a, a sucker for like a good restaurant and I love Manchester, by the way, I'm coming there for a whole week next week. Well, by the time this podcast is released, it will have been and gone, but I do come there a lot. Um, so yeah, it's such a great city. So 
Um, where can people find you, Em, if people want to connect or, or even apply for a job? Sure. So, well, uh, firstly, um, Alica Bank, we've got loads of loads of roles available across a whole host of different things. Um, and um, if you like the sound of my jib, you'll probably fit in with us <laughs> because we're, we're all we're all very kind of enthusiastic, like getting stuff done. Um, and, you know, I volunteered to do this. Right. We like we like engaging. We like being out talking to like minded people. So track us down. Um, uh, I'm so I'm M. Johnson. You'll find me. I'm the only M. Johnson Alica. <laughs> Uh, if you go to my LinkedIn page, you'll see lots of pictures of dogs, mainly uh, the occasional rants about patriarchy, um, all the good normal stuff. Um, but no, uh, track me down. Always happy to, to meet new people. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, you've been a phenomenal money, honey. It's been great to, I don't know why we didn't know each other already. I, I'm g- I'm I'm glad now we found each other. I really, really am. And that's what this industry is so beautiful. It's constantly growing. It's constantly expanding. Uh, you know, I've, I've accumulated thousands and thousands and thousands of connections on LinkedIn. And I still don't know enough people in this industry. There's always someone new to to discover, which is what's so exciting about financial services. And thanks again to you too, tuning in. Thank you for being here, whether you're listening on Spotify or on YouTube, or you've just managed to Uh, catch this episode or a glimpse of this episode through social media please connect with myself and m johnson Um, we'd love to hear what you uh what you think about the show please give m all your support just a little thumbs up guys a little thumbs up you know just by pressing like this means your network right people in your network can reach m and maybe they just need to hear what m had to say today so it's just that's how you can pay it forward that's how you can make an impact today you don't have to be on the show you don't have to speak for three hours you just you can just a little like a little share someone in your life might need to hear exactly from from you so thank you again em and please remember everybody subscribe so that you can catch the next speaker (coughs) 